Hi, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for stopping by. You're going to hear some of the best of eating, drinking, and living in Hawaii with a little bit of Scotland thrown in as much as I can possibly manage it. If you want to find out more about what we do in our work with restaurants, then please go to our website, mojomagari.com, or you can listen to archived podcasts at Radio Mojo Hawaii or mojomagari.com. Thanks for being with us. Today's episode is brought to us by Pyology Pizzeria. Enjoy. Welcome back. We're doing this series of podcasts featuring chefs who appreciate the bounty of local food that's around them and somebody who is very well known for appreciating his sense of place and where he is, is Chef Craig Miller. I'm in the gorgeous little village of St. Monet's in the East Nuke of Fife, and I'm so happy to say that Chef has taken a couple of minutes to sit down with us after another very busy lunchtime. Thank you so much. It's so nice to see you. You're welcome. Welcome. Nice to talk to you. Now, you are in the East Nuke of Fife, famous, of course, for all its beautiful seafood. There is a lot of seafood. I mean, I grew up here, actually, when there was an abundance of fish, mm-hmm. and, and the sea was a little bit overfished, which was very sad. But you feature way more than fish here. You appreciate the farmers who are around you as well. Tell us a little bit about your culinary philosophy. Uh, my culinary—if I can say it—my culinary <laughs> philosophy. Well, I, I tend to use. I mean, I'm not necessarily use local stuff just because it's local. It's got to be better than what I can get elsewhere. I mean, for instance, if we were totally local, then I wouldn't have a decent wine list. Um, the we use meat from 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 local farmers. I've got a couple of friends that are farmers that have sheep and cattle. Uh, we use. There's a small producer just just up the road that does vegetables now and obviously there's there's some some of the local seafood unfortunately we don't get all our seafood locally obviously as you mentioned earlier that it has been overfished and i don't agree with some of the fishing methods as well which is mm-hmm. quite controversial yeah like you can get the scallops and and, and langoustines are, are prawns as they call locally a lot of these things tend to be dredged mm-hmm. and any fish that's caught is a bycatch of that so obviously I don't agree with, with that fishing method so, sure. so I won't use them for that. So a lot of my shellfish I'll get from the, the west coast where it's obviously rockier seabeds where the dredgers and things can't get in. Um, I do get lobsters locally, that's one of the things I do get locally. Mm-hmm. get some smoked salmon from up the road, there. that's produced in, in, in St. Monas as well now. And that's about it. I mean, there's there's local cheese as well now. Uh, they've been about mm-hmm. for about 10, so that's the St. Andrew's Cheese Company. Some of that stuff's really nice. When you started off as a young chef, and you quickly actually became an award-winning chef because you were very well known, of course, for the seafood restaurant in St. Andrew's, did you always have a kind of mission that you would as much as possible represent a sense of place, represent Scotland? Was that part of the chef that you wanted to be, or did that evolve as you grew more into your career. Yeah, yeah, pretty much evolves, really. I mean, when I set out, I mean, that's, that's me being in the industry over, over 30 years now. I did a lot of my training down, down in England, so I wasn't really, wasn't really aware of, of Scot- okay, when we knew about Scottish salmon mm-hmm. at the time, but that was about it. You know, mm-hmm. nothing really, you know, 30 years ago, you didn't really hear of, like, small local producers and things like that. It was all mass-produced stuff. Yeah. And, and to be honest, hospitality didn't have a great name worldwide at that time for UK hospitality but now it's just I mean you've gone through various different suppliers and you just find the best the best ones 
that suit you. I mean, you want to supply, you want to help out local suppliers, mm-hmm. smaller producers rather than you know rather than the big guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't use the likes of Break Brothers or things like that. You know, we 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 make all our own ice creams, we make all our own breads, pasta, this, that, and the next thing. You know, we we, we try and keep everything in house and don't actually buy buy a lot of things in. There has been a, a wonderful sort of gradual return to people appreciating small producers and small farmers and artisanal bakers. Because you're quite right, like 30 years ago, I used to get annoyed because people would come to Scotland and go, oh, the food's terrible. And I'd be like, you shouldn't really say that. But it kind of, in a lot of places, it really was. It was like the hotel kind of food and it, and it wasn't appreciating the small farmers. I would say today Scotland has just a very proud sort of food culture where people really are seeking out the best that they can possibly find, whether it's berries or Scottish salmon of the finest kind. Um, It must be kind of a nice time to be in the industry. It is, yeah. I mean, I think it's been gradually going that way over the years. And I think obviously the the COVID pandemic has enhanced that plus Brexit as well. I mean, that's that's something that's that's kind of thrown us in it a wee bit. But uh, you, you appreciate the local suppliers a lot more now and I think they appreciate the customers more. I mean a lot of the a lot of the local creel boats out of Pitten Weem had to find out there was no markets, there was no hospitality wasn't open, couldn't ship their stuff abroad, so they had to find other markets. So so they were trying to get, you know, into people's houses and things directly, which is I mean it's helped it's helped it's helped everybody, I think, at the end of the day. What we saw in Hawaii, which of course is a really isolated chain of islands, was that the sea had a chance to almost regenerate, that we were getting almost better produce. We were getting just, it seemed like there was time for some parts of the planet to kind of recover. Did you notice anything here? Like, did you notice that that crops were maybe better or or was there any kind of COVID effect where that rest and that quiet actually had an effect on the food? It did, but it was kind of like the opposite effect. Obviously, after the first lockdown, people thought, oh, we'll just be shut for a few weeks and then we'll be reopened. But I think it was about four months. So the whole hospitality in the UK was closed down. So going from everybody closed for four months to everybody opening. I mean, that caught a lot of the farmers, a lot of the produce that was coming in, you know, maybe it wasn't as good as it, it should have been because mm-hmm. everybody was just getting whatever they wanted. But I think I think a lot of people have taken the time and actually thought about what they're eating now. And I mean, if I see another video on YouTube for somebody making sourdough bread and I oh, think gosh. I'll go absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and that, let but, me tell you that was a global yeah thing. yeah and exactly. I, 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 well I think another thing as well with, with customers coming back to restaurants as well when they're getting a wee measure of whatever drink it's not a home measure they're getting anymore you know like a, a pint of wine you know they're, they're back to normal measures I think that's right. kind of thrown a few people um, I think well myself personally I've obviously done a lot of thinking when, when we were closed and, and what we were going to do and we've reduced the size of our menus down you know it's not it's not as many as much choice mm-hmm. we'll have two main courses on at the minute we'll have one fish and one meat will be some various shellfish and, 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 and other fish scattered throughout the, mm-hmm. but the main the actual main courses are one meat and one fish we just spend a lot more time on that, getting the small things right, rather than, you know, just trying to like please everybody. Your restaurant is very well known for, you know, its attention to detail. It's very fine dining. It's a beautiful place to come and eat. You've had, as you say, more than 30 years in this industry. 
what do you like to eat when you're done? When you know when it's totally relaxed. <laughs> I want, what's your kind of favorite thing? Because oh, it's the question I ask every chef, yeah, and it's yeah. always something so simple. Yeah. And like in in Hawaii, the number of chefs I know who say a bowl of salmon, just noodles. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. about you? Yeah. Well, I've been known to eat the odd pot noodle now and again. <laughs> We, I don't know, ham sandwich. I mean, I always, it's a go-to. The simplest. Yeah, yeah, ham sandwich with a pint of cold milk and a packet of cheese and onion crisps. You know, that's nothing, there's nothing fine dining about my, my diet, really. I love it. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I do like to, on my days off, mm-hmm. go out to enjoy, you know, other people's mm-hmm. restaurants, but it's not, it's not, it's not all about fine dining. Yeah. I love it. it. There's not a chef I've ever spoken to who's ever said, oh, you know, my, my favorite go-to is like a fine dining restaurant. No. It's always the best ones you're all open now everyone's busy Um, if there was sort of one thing that that you could take away from this incredible you know 18 months that we've all suffered if there was one positive thing for the the food industry and the restaurant industry what do you think it would be what have you seen personally that you think now that would never have happened if we hadn't had COVID oh caught me on the hop there Um, maybe there's nothing well I don't don't know I mean when we first opened, all the customers were, were a lot nicer. I'm not saying well, they, they were nasty before, but <laughs> I think they just appreciate what the whole industry has been mm-hmm. through. Yeah. Um, the trip advisors weren't quite as harsh to start off with. There was a couple that came in that uh, I'm kind of known to, to, I don't know if you've looked at my trip advisor. <laughs> no, I haven't, right. Occasionally, I, I write back to them. Good for you. But I haven't had my login because they wouldn't give me my login details back. So <laughs> I love it. So I've kind of retired from from TripAdvisor. But there's just some a lot of petty things. But generally, the customers have been absolutely fine. They appreciate yeah, it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's true. I think we do appreciate our chefs more and the people who work in restaurants more yeah. too. Because as there's such a shortage of them right now, it's so hard globally for people to come back into work I think we're all appreciating people who do work hard in this industry we're actually busier now as well I mean that's during when we came back after the first lockdown we had some record weeks and we actually had less less customers well I say less customers with the present restrictions we've we've lost about 10-15 covers in the restaurant but at the same the same level as we were after the first lockdown and we're still we're filling the place but we're making more money but I think it's just because we can spend more time with the customers. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So for all of you listening, the, this conversation today has been with Chef Craig Miller of his wonderful eponymous restaurant in wonderful St. Monet's in the East Nuke of Fife. Attached to this podcast, we're going to have a link to the restaurant. We're going to have some of his menu samples and some pictures of where this gorgeous restaurant is situated. It's lovely. It has been such a pleasure to talk to you. I am so grateful for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Radio Mojo Plus. I'm Joe McGarry. We'll see you next time. Thanks for being with us. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast brought to us by Pyology Pizzeria in Hawaii. Join us next time on Radio Mojo. And if you want to find out more about what we do, go check out our website, mojomagari.com. We'd love to see you there. Bye. Bye.